Hello? Kalila? Hello. Let me get uh, Stevie. Hang on. Hello? Hi. Hey. Hey. Um, how are we? Stevie? I actually had a really great weekend. Um, what did you do? I saw two friends this weekend. As it, as in real life? Yeah, yeah. My friends Peter and Leo. And, you know, we stayed six feet apart and everything, but, like, like I saw friends. And it's been so long since I've seen in person a friend. Yeah. I was waiting for them outside, and I heard Peter go, you know, Stevie. And it was, like, immediately I felt like I was, like, lighter. You know, like, it really lifted something. And I left feeling really light, like... I don't know. I don't really. Yeah. It was very hard to resist the urge to just go over and like give them a hug. It was like uh, fighting with that, you know? Yeah. I also saw people for the first time, you know, 10 feet apart this weekend. Um, Mm. My in-laws, they came by. I think it was nice for Aki. Occasionally, of course, like he would forget and kind of run towards them and we'd have to pull him back. Um, grand grandpa. Aggie, stay, stay back. Let's for grand grandpa. And I think those were the moments that felt the roughest because, you know, it's sort of like you're negating this natural, wonderful tendency to run towards people that you love. Yeah. So, um, Aggie and his grandparents were exchanging knock-knock jokes. Augie, I got another one for you. Knock-knock. Who's there? Hatch. Hatchoo. Kazoo type. <laughs> All of Augie's knock-knock jokes made no sense. Knock-knock. Amland, a doctor. Doctor. Doctor <laughs> Um, yeah, so that was kind of, um, it was a mixed bag, but it was, it was kind of nice. Yeah. Kalila, and what, what have you been up to? How was your weekend? Just something about, like, this past week especially, like, I don't know. (laughs) I think it just hit the point of really sort of feeling, like, gray, like, um, I feel like I really was, like, hitting a point of, like, despair, kind of. Uh, so this weekend, um, sorry, you guys, I don't know why I'm getting so emotional. <laughs> it's okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, well, so one thing we did this weekend, which... This is you and your boyfriend. Yeah, me and Sam, my boyfriend, got a zip car for yesterday to just, like, go somewhere else. Um, Which ended up being nice. Like, we had a nice day. um, But the planning of it sort of just, like, (laughs) made us both feel worse because we were like, oh, like, everything is closed. Like, it just really made it feel like, oh, there's, like, nowhere. There's, Hmm. like, nothing to do. (laughs) Um and we ended up going to um, Fort Talden uh, and walking along the beach and having lunch out there, which was nice. Yeah. Um, and then in the evening, I watched a movie, which is like all I've been doing is watching a ton of movies. Um, but I, I miss like going to like a movie theater, like going to the movies. Um, 
So I made popcorn on the stove. Two tablespoons oil. Which I'd never made it on the stove before. Like I'd had it with my family that way, but I'd never just done it myself. And you've had popcorn in a movie theater. Yes, I've had plenty of popcorn in a movie theater. I once ate so much popcorn in a movie theater that I threw up afterwards. <laughs> this was uh, as a child, I'm assuming? Nope, this was like two years ago. Really? <laughs> so sad. No, that sounds like living the dream. I, how can you be sure that it was from overeating popcorn? This has happened to me before. I think the problem is if I don't eat dinner and then I eat just popcorn with a lot of movie theater butter on it, mm -hmm. it like makes me a little nauseous, but I love it. So I always eat it anyway. Wow. So you, so you really love popcorn. I love popcorn. Yeah. And did you use the technique of like where you wait for the first kernel to pop and then you start shaking the pan vigorously? Yeah. And actually when I heard the first one, I was like, is that a pop? That sounded like a pop. Really makes you question yourself. Yeah, it does. But it turned out really well. And I put, I melted real butter to put on it. Did it make you less nauseous? Yeah, it actually did. Hey, success. <laughs> you didn't throw up. I didn't throw up. What, was there like something just about like having like popcorn to watch a movie with? Yeah, it was nice. Yeah. I mean, it did make it feel more of like an event instead of just like filling the time, I guess. There's something, like, just about the sound of popcorn popping that I think is, like, universally, like, one of the most wonderful sounds. Yeah, it's great. I think we're in business here. You know what else I've been up to? What? And this is going to cheer you up. This is going to cheer us all up. Okay. You ready for some good cheer? I guess. I decided that as a special surprise, I was going to check in with some favorite people from the show. Cool. Oh. People that we and America and parts of Canada have grown to love. <laughs> like mm -hmm. who? My old friend Gregor. A favorite indeed. We talked for a while. He's um, homeschooling his kids. He's taken on their education. And uh, we got to talking and... Um, do you remember uh, a young man named Joey? Yeah, how could I forget? <laughs> yeah. How could we forget? Two seasons ago, mm -hmm. uh, Gregor and I went to Los Angeles to help him. Uh, he had been banned from his favorite pizzeria, and uh, he Joey's kind of a sloppy guy, and he was having trouble with his roommates. Of which there were many. many. <laughs> yes, yeah, many, many, many roommates. And uh, so Gregor and I had kind of decided that we would uh, give Joey a call, check in with him, and see uh, how he's doing during this quarantine. Mm -hmm. um, there, there, there was something that happened during the course of our telephone call uh -huh. that kind of made Gregor and I feel really good about having called him in the first place because it seemed like he was still in need of our help. Joey? Is this who I think it is? Good to hear your voice. Guess who I have on the line here? It's-a me, Joey. The one and only? You sound exactly the same, only healthier. I, I think I am healthier than the last time we were together. Yeah, you radiate health. My, my diet is a little more varied than it was when we last spoke. When it was just pizza. Yeah, I've moved on from day-old cold pizza to um, some, some actual veggies now. Come on, what do you got in your crisper drawer, Joey? 
the house, my house just went to the grocery store yesterday. So, okay, we got eggplant, um, lemons and limes. Um, oh, leeks. That's a fun one. Who, whoever has a leek? Um, I think we can pause you there. Joey, uh, do you still have that mustache? Yeah, yeah. And I'm growing a quarantine beard as well. Are you still keeping up with your rollerblading? Um, for the most part. I mean, it's, it's kind of slowed down because it's not super fun to rollerblade in a mask. I think last we left Joey, he had a roommate situation. That's right. So now what's, what's your deal? Are you living on your own? I, I'm living in a much better situation now. Um, living in a duplex apartment with six other boys. So, you know, a little, little tight quarters. But How many roommates did you have back, back when? I think it was five. And so, now you've so got I upped it by one. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a bigger space. It's like a real house. Um, I'll admit, I still am in a curtained off kind of a makeshift living room turned bedroom deal. Wait, so you still have bed sheets for walls? Yeah. I, only one wall this time, as opposed to all of them. I got to say, no offense to Joey, but. Johnny, I think your craftsmanship in fixing Joey's life is questionable. No, it's way better he's now. He's picked up another roommate, and he's got a sheet for a wall again. Why all of a sudden, when Joey's not doing well, all of a sudden, he's my son, Joey? Well, he was your charge. You said, I'm going to get this guy out of his, like— No, we were both— No, I, well, no all, that's the thing. See, I'm giving you credit for, for elevating my life and lifting me out of where I was. See, I'm, I'm doing a lot better now. I just picture him on his rollerblades on a slight grade where he's rolling back down and not realizing it. He's going backwards <laughs> down the hill. <laughs> Okay, but downhills are always the funnest part of rollerblading. So you you're, you have now six roommates? Yep. We've all been friends for years since college. You're pitching in? I'd, I'd say so. But lately, since quarantine started, it seems like the other roommates in the house have kind of doubled down on trying to keep things clean, which, you know, I, I get. We're spending more time at home. Things get messy easier. Um, but to me, like, I, I, I can't, you know clean every crumb every single time. Like, that's just put going a little too far. And so this started really getting to one of my roommates. Every time I would leave a single crumb, a single knife in the, in the sink, he would, like, confront me head on. Um, and this really just blew up the other, the other morning. Like, when I, I woke up, and the first thing I hear is, is just him, like, beckoning me into the kitchen to say, is this your knife? Is this yours? And, like, he just wanted to just get into it as my first thing I hear in the morning, and I just really couldn't. Like, I needed to avoid confrontation, so I just basically ran away and, like, said, I can't hear this right now. Now, Joey, when you went back to your room, like, this would be a situation where one might slam their door. What, what, do, you, what do you do? No, I, did, I mean, I tried to do the same. I retreated to my room, um, but the difference is he was able to just walk, like, right on the other side of the curtain and, like, speak to me. You, so five minutes you later— You push the he, curtain aside or you crawl under the curtain? <laughs> I'll push it aside. Just painting an image in my mind. Okay. Because it's less dignified when you frog crawl out from under <laughs> your curtain to get yelled at. <laughs> no, it's better than that. But no, he did He did come around and um, try, to, try to talk to me through the curtain and just said, I'm here to talk when you want to. So did you ever end up having that conversation with him? No. No. Um, instead, he, he ended up sending me a text, like, I think a few hours later. That was um, actually an apology. He, he wrote, my approach was not the right one, and I apologize. I haven't felt great this week. Um, I'm, I've been overly sensitive. And then he goes, no need to respond. Just wanted to send this to you so you knew where I was at. Hmm. I really care for you and don't want to hurt you or cause division between us. Wow. I only, wow. Okay. Did you and, not um, read this text until now? I read it. <laughs> I read it just one time. I mean, I was still definitely kind of 
heated when I got it. I think you just heard Joey digesting the second and last emotional phrase of that text that was definitely hitting <laughs> for the first time. Wait, I mean, we don't usually talk like that, so it's that's pretty surprising. Though. Okay, and then what was and your what was your next text back to him? So he he said no need to respond, but I, I figured I would just let him know I got it, and so I just wrote thanks. Did you send it as an emoji, or you actually wrote it? <laughs> and that's it, just thanks? I accepted his apology, I mean. How, how long ago did you get this text from your roommate? Um, I think it was about a week ago now. Were you to call him over and say, hey, I'm partly to blame for this whole knife knife situation also, he would know what you're talking about? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But wait, but first my question is, I mean, do I owe him an apology? I think we need to address that first. Gregor? This roommate seems like a prince. He's like, I'm sorry I yelled at you for leaving your filthy knife and crumbs on the floor. You're important to me, and I cherish you, and I cherish our time together. Did he use I mean, the word cherish? Uh, I don't think he, I don't think that's part of his vocabulary. Point is, Joey should pick up after himself. This is not some complicated equation. All right, so you th- you're, you're saying that Joey owes him a little bit of an apology, a, a reciprocal apology. I think if apology. you live by yourself and you're a disgusting slob, you're reprehensible, but at least you're your only victim. If you live with six dudes, if everyone leaves a knife in the sink, you got a forest full of knives in the sink. You're all under house confinement. I think it's time to be super persnickety. So he could have been nicer about it, but I still think he's apologizing for giving you some harsh treatment. I think you need to step up your game. I think you're right. I'm totally fine with you, like, sleeping with your dirty socks next to your bed. That's in your sheeted-off quadrant of the (laughs) living room. But you can't leave food around. That's just not good. So what is your roommate? What is his name? His name is Paven. Is 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 Paven within shouting distance right now? Um, I am tucked away in like the closet doing the recording. I'm I'm Can you do it in a muffled yell from inside your closet? <laughs> no, maybe open up the closet door and Okay, let me let me get out of the closet here and it's gonna take me some work to weasel my way out of here. Now, while Joey struggles to get out of his closet studio, Uh we're going to have an advertisement. What a building of narrative suspense. You know, I've been listening to this whole thing on double speed, and now I'm going to slow it down to single speed. Here come the parade of savings. And we're back. We're back. Let's just uh, join Joey as he struggles to get out of the closet and um, on with his life. It's also a thousand degrees in there, so it feels good to get some fresh air. Hold on. I'm climbing over the desk right now. Oh, boy. Okay. All right, so yeah, I'll, I'll also mention that that Paven's room is the one right next to mine. So he, we, we almost share a room, really, that's curtained off. Um, but yeah, here he is now. So, what? hey, hey, Paven. Yeah. Listen, um, I kind of wanted to apologize actually for mm-hmm. for what happened like last week. I think you probably know what I'm talking about. I do know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, so I, I I know that you sent me a very like thoughtful message, mm-hmm. and I I thank you for it. Like that, that was really yeah. nice. Yeah. Probably was took a lot for you to do that, and yeah, so, I, I just you know. It's a really heightened time, and I didn't want to... It could have been handled better on both sides, I, I agree. Yeah. But 
thank you. Yeah, thank you so a lot. I don't know if I fully said it, but I apologize for and I accept for, it. for like leaving things around. I know it's my responsibility with this is like a community. Thank you so much. Thank you. I mean, it's just nice to know that we're on the same page because totally. then there's no tension in the house and, right. and things are going well. So yeah, okay. you're doing a great job, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for keeping things clean. Yeah, you got it. Joey. Joey. Joey, that was magnificent. That was so good. Really? From the last time that we were with you. I mean, you've come so far. Yeah, that was really straightforward. And I was getting ready to start sweating when you said, I want to talk to you. And instead, you were just clear, concise, really spit it out. It was great. Yeah, I think he definitely appreciated that. And I feel better, too. It was great. I mean, this is the kind of skill set that only a Goldstein can give you to deal with your roommates. And a Gregor. No, it's all you, Johnny. See, before we were both trying to pawn Joey off on each other. And look at us now. The whole time you were talking, all I could picture was the fade, and Johnny comes on in his dulcet voice where he's like, and so it is, the roommates, and he does that fade-out talk. And so it is that the roommates were reconciled, and the apartment found peace once again. So I spoke with a, another favorite. Who? Steve Marsh from the Marshes, mm, from the yeah, titular Marshes. Yes. Do you remember? Do you remember yes. Steve? Of course. Likes his Seagrams and Seven Up, ayahuasca plants. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, we did an episode with Steve about how, as an adult, he'd found out that his parents had had a kid before he was born that they had put up for adoption, uh, mm-hmm. and that they never mm-hmm. told him or anyone about, and uh, Steve and I set about trying to find her. So I checked in with Steve to see how he's weathering this uh, pandemic, and he still needs a little help from uh, from Jonathan Goldstein. Can you hear me? I can. Can you hear me? Yeah. How's your headspace? Because I know you're, you're, you're a pretty social person. Yeah, that's that's been my biggest thing. So um, I, I, le- I love meeting new people. And it kind of wakes up my brain, and um, it's one of the great uh, pleasures of my life. So now bereft of the chance to meet new people, your mind drifts to uh, people. Like, if you can't go outside, you go inside. And and so you have these uh, memories and nostalgia for uh, people that you haven't talked to in a while. Are Are you thinking of someone specifically? Because we're, we're, we've been doing this thing lately where we're trying to connect people with friends that they've drifted from. There's this woman, Mika. She's in Paris. She got pissed at me. And um, when I was stuck in Africa, her um, now husband had to go to Paris or Lee so I could get out of Gabon. Wait, wait. Hang on a second. Back up. You were you were stuck in France? I was stuck in Africa. It, at what, what happened? My friend uh, was in a movie uh, about people going to Gabon, Africa, to do Ibaga, which is this uh, psychedelic route. And I went down there and I met them and and I was like, I want to try Ibaga. And I did. And I went into like a fugue state for like 48 hours and I missed my flight back. Holy cow. And this was pleasant? No, it's horrible. Like a, like a waking nightmare kind of thing. And it was weird. Like I, I, so I did like thirty spoonfuls of the. They grind up this ibiga into a powder, but thirty spoonfuls of it. And then I also did an additional uh, how much of the sawdust uh, through an enema at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
So the so, oh God, this I does know. not sound appealing. It's like you're eating like basically like a large breakfast bowl of this of this of sawdust of a, like a highly acidic sawdust. And then when you're done with that, they're like, no, no, no. Now comes the enema. Yeah, they're like, oh, you you haven't had enough. You're not you you like because I was like uh, I was like oh I don't I can't do it I can't do it anymore. I was being a baby and and they're like okay well come into this hut and we'll give you an enema. What 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 recollections do you have from those forty eight hours? Anything stick with you? Um, well, they they uh, they ask you like to describe what you what you see, and I was like I saw some like flickering from like the lantern, you know. So then that becomes that's my Ibaga name. Like I'm like whatever the African equivalent of flickering in the lantern is, which is like who doesn't see flickering in lantern. I was kind of quasi seeing this uh, uh, woman in Minnesota at the time, and I, I felt like she was uh, not just seeing me. You know, I, I focused on those kind of paranoid uh, feelings until I went into this like yeah grayed out fugue state mm. for four eight hours, and, and then to 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 come to and realize that uh, Moroccan Air isn't going to uh, refund my ticket and. I, unless somebody can appear on my behalf at the Paris or Lee airport. What, why would someone have to, why would that be the terms of getting reimbursement on your, on your ticket? That I don't know. Were? You need it. It's like, I don't know. So she had to go to the, this airport in France. Her husband did. And I think Mika just found the whole escapade to be irresponsible and uh, has really never, never forgiven me. And that, that, that was the end of your friendship? Yeah. How, how long was it since you last had actual contact? Oh, man. So this was in, this is like right before Maggie and I started dating. It's so like eight years ago. So like, and then I, I think it was like a couple years later or something. I was like, hey, you know, I, I might be coming through town. And she's like, I don't want to see you. Mm. Oh. And was that the last contact you had with her? That was it. Yeah. And I, I love Mika. Like Mika's, um, she has a great laugh, man. I, I used to love making Mika laugh. Um, I guess it's one of the few kind of um, little few people in my life that uh, I've really uh, hurt them. Do you want to reach out just to say, you know, like see how she's doing in the midst of all this? Yeah, man, that might be nice. That might be nice. And maybe I could actually uh, apologize to her maybe formally. Because you never have, really. I don't think so. Is she still in Paris? Yeah. Because I think it's right now it's midnight in Paris. This Calling her midnight might make things worse. Yeah. yeah. So on behalf of Steve, I ended up just uh, sending Mika an email mm -hmm. and she said, uh, yeah, sure. We can get on the telephone. So, um, so that's what we did. Oh, you hear that European classy ringtone? I do. That's it's better than you. That ringtone better than me. <laughs> Hello. Uh, Mika. Hold on. Let me put on my um, headphones on. Okay. What? I don't, should I be talking? I, I don't know. I didn't think of it. <laughs> Hello? Hello? Hey, Steve. I hear Steve. Hey. <laughs> hey, man. How are you? How are you? I'm good, man. I, I, I miss you. I was just thinking, I was talking to Jonathan and Christoph having to drop everything and bail me out of my Ibiza stupor in Africa. And um, 
inviting that Condé Nast guy, uh, the photographer, to like crash your place, and wait, uh, your mom like walked in on wait, you know, Steve. Shit. The, I'm really sorry to interrupt, Mika. Forgive me, <laughs> okay. but wait, what 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 is we we talked about the the whole uh, drug thing, but what what is the what is the thing about the the photographer? Oh well, like well, um, Mika had gone on vac- on a family vacation, and uh, she let me stay in her crib. Okay, and then um, I was out with a, a, a Condé Nast photog- photographer, and he didn't have a place to stay that night, and I volunteered Mika's place without asking her permission. Oh, and so like, wait, so so uh, on top of the whole other thing, there was also this yeah. this guy. <sighs> Yeah, yeah, Stephen. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I mean, Mika. That's the thing. Like, honestly, like, I'm sorry for all of it, and, and for Kristoff uh, as well. And I feel like I estranged myself from you by acting like such a ugly American. I mean, hmm. no, I was definitely wanting to help you out when you're in Africa because when you called me, at, you were like, "I'm desperate. I need to get out of here." Right. So I was totally like okay i we're gonna get you out and christoph is a really great guy and and i would just like Marsh, just tell him thank you you know like please like right. i don't know if i can swear in this but like you gotta like oh you could swear or something oh i know? don't know that you yeah. better <laughs> right i think what was really problematic was that um yeah, you invited your friend without telling me. So when you asked me, like a couple of years after, to come with your sweetie, I was like, I had to make a choice. Like, do I want to have another adventure and put up with like, yeah. uh, well, it was kind of tricky when you came right. and it was a little bit, for lack of a better word, high maintenance. <laughs> right, right. Totally. Oh, Steve. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm totally glad that, you know, we're friends and I'm, I'm really happy to talk to you now. And I really appreciate you saying sorry. And I thank you for that. And, and Steve, you're, you're good people. Oh, so you, we're cool. Thanks, Mika. It, it's great to hear your voice, man. What's up, Steve? How are you? I'm good, man. Yeah. Yeah, I'm totally good. How is Paris? Like, how is... You know, like, so in about 10 days, or on the 11th, they're going to... And hey, guess what? That's our show. That, that's oh, it. okay. Yeah. Oh, but not quite yet. A couple more things. Oh, well, okay, so that was a lie. Uh, I wanted to mention that oftentimes people ask what they could do to help support the show. And you know what? Don't send us any money. Don't send your jewelry. (laughs) All you have to do is uh, try to listen on Spotify. Uh, You can listen anywhere you want, uh, and we're appreciative of that. But uh, if you want to do us a solid, listen on Spotify, um, because it won't hurt. It'll help. And what we've done to further entice is we've assembled a playlist of some of our favorite episodes uh, as well as some of uh, listener favorites. This is called the Heavyweight Starter Kit. If you search for that on Spotify, you'll find it, and it's a lot of fun. And there's a link in the show notes. 
Yeah, so if you if you're if you're into the whole clicking thing. And another way that you guys can continue to support us is by sending in your emails with your stories and uh, just how you're doing at this at this time. Mm-hmm. We really enjoy reading them. Uh, and among the emails that we received this week was a song by a singer-songwriter named Connie She. Hello, I am Connie She. I am in Prospect Heights, Brooklyn, and I am currently in my bedroom on my floor looking out my window at other buildings. Um, So I am having trouble processing my feelings about all this and so I wrote a song about it and I thought I would share it with you. Every passing day I feel a little worse about Zeus. I was good for a while, filled my schedule with classes Got dressed in my makeup, even curled my eyelashes But a slump is so close, it might be here already I watched 10 episodes of Community last night And my screenwriting class is a great group of people But I don't think I'm a writer, I'm more of a sleeper In my dreams I can float, I don't feel any pressure I am light as the weather is it morning already? Where is the sun? I lost my marble somewhere in the bathroom And I can feel all my atoms are shaking with what can't be done It's hard to feel lucky without feeling guilty A soundtrack of sirens haunts and connects me The future feels heavy and I miss my mom I've got no room to pace, so my mind is what's running But it's more of a stumble, with no distance I'm covering I know now is the time to create, but I'm hungry again Is it morning already? Where is the sun? I lost my marble somewhere in the bathroom And I can feel all my atoms are shaking with what can't be done I know that something has ended and something's begun I just wish someone could give me more answers Or tell me just close your eyes and then open when I get to one 